Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes of gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven In the city of New Orleans In a darker side of Dixie Away from the music and the lights There's a new game in town You'll be provided with a guide Trackers and the weapons of your choice. I need to file a missing person report. The competitors are deadly. We pride ourselves in hunting only combat veterans, men who have the necessary skills to make our hunts more interesting. And they always win. You want to find your father? Get somebody who knows the city to show you around. Now, the opposition is about to get one last chance. What kind of a name is Chance? My mama took one. Our friend, Mr. Boudreaux, Silver Star, Marine Forest Recon. He's obviously not someone we should underestimate. an annoying little insect. I want stepped on hard. We need to get out of here now. Ladies first. What? These plans will chase after you. You mad at you for business or pleasure? Both. Look at it this way. You're gonna get to meet Elvis. Give it a rest, pal. Jean-Claude Van Damme is the hard target. You miss me? From internationally acclaimed action director, John Woo. Hospital to be hunted! You tell me! Hard target. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, learned I Learned From Movies. And tonight... I don't even think we need to do the episode. I think that I, answered everyone's uh, questions right there. <laughs> all right. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, uh, it is 1993's Hard Target. Oh, God. This movie is so good. <laughs> you know, we've been celebrating Jean-Claude Van January for several weeks now. And what was the first movie I told you I wanted to do as soon as you said we should do a Jean-Claude Van Jam month and I came up with ben- Jean-Claude Van January, I was followed up by Hard Target. Gotta do hard target. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's one of those things like, you know, I've been saying a couple times this week, like, Double Impact is my favorite Jean-Claude movie. It has some stiff competition. <laughs> How about this? Uh, Double Impact can be your favorite. This can be my favorite. I like it. I mean, it does have my favorite Lance Hendrickson. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and The Mummy. <laughs> and, of course, my favorite, Wilford Brimley. Yes. <laughs> but first. But first. A little parched. Oh, what do you got for us, my dear? Well, start off with a little something, uh, since it, this movie is set in New Orleans. One of your favorite cities. One of my favorite cities, uh, Rue de Bourbon. Uh, we have from Almanac Brewing, the Bourbon Barrel Pêche, or Bourbon Barrel Peach, I guess, in French. Pêche. Yeah. Uh, farmed Apparel. This is... It's a I sour beer. A sour beer. It's going to be in barrel aged. Oh, here we are. Sour Blonde Ale aged in... Aged in bourbon barrels with peaches. Ooh. Peaches for me. 7.3%. Millions of peaches. Peaches for me. All right. Let's just pop the top here. 
Oh, my top. Yeah. Nice little bottle here. I'm going to drink this out of my cup of noodle cap. <laughs> classy. <And laughs> I'm a classy pour. bitch. Yeah. Ooh. That's a nice Blondale. It's almost like a... Mm -hmm. Ooh, that smells tart. That, uh... Ooh. It's got a little bit of funk on it, but not too much. Definitely. That's making me salivate. It's, like, yeah, so it's tart. Smells uh, like uh, peaches soaked in whiskey. I'm, it does. Uh, I'm, I'm also okay getting, like, that. a tart berry aroma off of it. Steve's going in very tentatively for the sip. Mmm. Oh, wow. That is sour. Is a high acid content on that puppy? More sick than I was expecting. But uh, it's Ooh. pretty good. Yeah, it's like a... Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely like a. Uh, it's like a sour patch kid. What, was it the warheads or whatever? Those little yeah, sour candies. Yeah, like a lemon yeah. warhead. Because that's yeah. just it. It's um, very acidic and a little uh, dry, a little dry. It's super dry, but it's fruity at the same time. Yeah. Like, just when you, it's it's right about peak. Like, whoa, this is really sour, and then the aftertaste you get hit with uh, that fruitiness. Yeah. yeah, the uh, taste buds on the side of my tongue right now are like <laughs> electrocuted. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ones in the middle of my tongue are kind of going a little numb. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, say it's it's Ooh. it's it's almost like uh, drinking like a like a lemon cello or like a shandy or something like that. But, but it's super tart. Very nice. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna go back to sour. It's very sour patch kids. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll think Salmonac Brewing. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure find that wherever you find beer. <laughs> Woo! Mm. Can't really taste the bourbon in it, though. <laughs> don't really get sour. much bourbon. No, don't really no. get any oakiness off of it. But I'm sure it mellows it out, make it a little more <laughs> palatable. <laughs> God, could you imagine if it wasn't barrel-aged? Oh, true. Oh, so, so hard target. <laughs> hard <laughs> target. Uh, do we just want to go right into the movie? Yes. All right. Well, we start off with a uh, point of view shot in the French Quarter of New Orleans. Not quite in uh, Bourbon Street, Rue de Babon. But uh, <laughs> we follow somebody just going through the city, trying to trying to get away from someone. And then we get our first arrow tracking shot. Yes! <laughs> there will be many in this movie. Um, <laughs> and then they magically teleport uh, to the levees near the river over in the Ninth Ward. Right? <laughs> which I thought was kind of weird. Like, oh. Either they ran a good five miles, or they just <laughs> magically hit that teleporting tunnel somewhere in yeah, on this, Street. Yeah, this movie, if you know anything, if you've ever been to New Orleans, you uh, you quickly realize they have they don't really have a central location. It's all over the fucking place. Yeah. It's counting on you not really knowing. But it is beautifully shot and really shows off the oh, city yeah, pretty well, which, which I'll forgive them for. <laughs> when they find out that you know, the point of view is an old man. Ooh, being chased. You... Wait, wait, wait. Did it start with an old man telling a story in a bar and then closing a book? Nope, that's another episode. That's... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it's an old man being chased through the city, and apparently someone's trying to hit him with arrows. And then it's guns, and then they get to the levee, and they just start unloading guns at yeah. this guy. <laughs> and, and he's trying to get to this boat on a dock, and he falls through. Oh, no! And... <laughs> and he gets up and starts running away, and he hides out in a little shed. Or he thinks he hides out because then the missile is pulled out. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, these guys take a rocket launcher hunting. It's pretty fucking fantastic. It, it's... <laughs> oh, no, no, that's right. They blow up the shed and then he runs off to the dock. That's and right. that's where he falls yeah. through. Um, and then he ends up getting shot 
by several people, but uh, yeah. one guy in particular. And then uh, they ask, was it worth it? Is <laughs> <laughs> it worth it? Yes, they're hunting this man. But why? For sports. <laughs> Smash cut to, uh, we're introduced to uh, the lady of the show. Uh, Jean-Claude's some fabulous hair. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, that's coming up. This one's Natasha in her beautiful blue Camaro. Yes. Uh, I'm guessing Obviously about Obviously super rich girl. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's uh, looking for somebody. Waving fifties. Yeah, waving, waving cash oh, around. Hundreds. They, they were hundreds because she asked for change in the diner for a hundred to like go pay the fucking parking meter. And it's like I don't think now in New Orleans most places can break a hundred. Yeah, indeed. Uh, uh, she's looking for somebody. They say to go like check out the VA. Um, so she's looking for a veteran or a homeless guy. And uh, then we're introduced to the real star of the show. Jean-Claude Van Damme's hair. Oh my god, this this jerry-curled <laughs> mullet. It's fucking fabulous. Holy oh, Steve, <laughs> if you could wear that hair to work, would you? Yeah. And I love, love like when they're, when they're showing them, it's like all this like super slow and like there's little intro music and stuff with like yeah. bom, 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 bom. Bom, It shows off the earring and yeah. oh, it's so 1990. Oh, it's it. so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, and he's a little diner, and the waitress is asking him, like, so what are you going to order today? Or uh, or did he already eat? And it was something about... Yeah, he got, like, a coffee or something. Like, that'll be, like, something like 45 cents. He's like... Yeah, you're going to oh. have to pay today. <laughs> and he, like, puts a bunch of pennies down, and she's like, I'll take it in, I'll take it this time, but just because you're, you're so nice. Yeah. And it's like, mm, not buying hers in New Orleans, waitress, but okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's when Yancey comes in, and... Uh, flashing for money around, for yeah. and then uh, she goes out uh, with like make a phone call or something. Yeah, yeah she mm -hmm. goes out to make a phone call. Oh, by the way, Jean Claude's name in this movie, Chance Boudreau, or Chance Boudreau, if you want. Chance Boudreau, <laughs> Boudreaux. <laughs> you know what? I I almost buy his accent as Cajun oh, in context oh, of the movie. Absolutely, it's perfectly set for that. <laughs> I will absolutely. Like Far more than other people's accents in this movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so she goes out and makes a call, and there's these three guys that basically jump her, try to take her purse, mm -hmm. but then Chance Oh, they're going to, like, in. rape her on, her, on yeah. her windshield. Okay. Oh, okay. The one guy, like, bends her over her car. Yeah, that's right. I almost forgot a very important caveat on this thing. We were watching that opening scene with, like, the missiles being launched and everything being blown yeah. up, and we're like, are there no fucking cops in New Orleans? No. They're oh, on yes. strike. The cops are on strike. They, uh... Apparently there's only one cop working in the entire city, <laughs> and we're about to get to her. Yeah. Uh, but Jean-Claude steps in, starts kicking some ass. Yeah. Um, I forget, he, he fucks up her car, doesn't he? Like, he, at least like the hood or something. He bounces a guy off, like, he throws a guy, like, over her car who lands on the windshield, and then Jean-Claude, like, jumps on the windshield, and it doesn't, like, fuck it up, but it, in real life it would have. Yeah, it would have, like, well, well, gee, now I gotta get this fixed. Thanks, guys. Right. <laughs> I mean, thankfully I have this wad of hundreds. Yeah, she, he <laughs> fights off, like, an initial, like, three, and then, like, eight more guys come running out of the uh, the cafe where he was. No, no, I think it was, I think it was just the three guys. It was just three No, yeah. I thought more guys came it was like, it was like He was, like, kicking them around, and they would come back around oh, again, okay. and that's when he would, like, break their arm yeah. or, like, smash their head into... 
oh we had i think it threw one of them through a window of the oh, diner yes, of and the i diner. was like you son of a bitch by the way across <laughs> no the <more> coffee <laughs> we noticed across the street from the praline connection that's which right you can go to that yeah, same block i'm like oh yeah it looks like it's on frenchman street that might actually be praline connection with the yeah. sign up for the what was it the Half Moon Utility Restaurant or something yeah. like that. No, but then like they panned around and yeah, the Praline Connection yeah. was right behind them. <laughs> and Steve's like, oh, yeah, I knew where oh, that was. Oh, yeah, there we are. Right there, <laughs> right there at uh, Frenchman's in Decatur, I believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, I've been to New Orleans a few times. Love the city. Big shout out. When are we going back to New Orleans? Next week. Yeah, arm break in. Oh, yeah, during the fight scene, you start to realize... Oh, that's right. This is a John Woo movie. Yes, it is. You, uh, you may know John Woo's work from shows like uh, The Killer, Hard Boiled, Broken Arrow, uh, Face Off, <laughs> and ones that haven't been Face featured on our podcast. No. <laughs> the uh, Rock. No, wait. <laughs> no, 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 no. no that know. was Michael Bay. That is Michael Bay's most John Woo film. It certainly is, yes. So, <laughs> if I told it, like, if if I just put John Woo's name on that film, it still makes total sense. Be like, yeah, fireworks, a lot of slow mo, doves, yeah, 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 yeah. It's got him all. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically, uh, Nancy Butler, after being attacked, hmm. uh, she goes to talk to a detective to file a missing missing person's report uh because Wait, the detective who's celebrating her birthday by being the only oh, one on staff the only person with on a staff. cinnamon bun and a candle and then sticks it in her drawer so nobody sees it still lit still lit <laughs> weird fucking scene but uh yancy butler uh i think her name's natasha in the movie uh mm. she's looking for her father but unfortunately her father is a war vet who's fallen on hard times so he was homeless and no one seems to know where he's at she hasn't seen him in like 15 years yeah and her most recent picture of him <laughs> is when she was like three and a half yeah it's like and, and i really feel for her in this scene but also the detective because it's like yeah i'd like yeah. to file for uh my a missing report for my father sure do you have a picture yeah, uh, do you have, uh yeah this yeah. one from like 1968 oh and then it's like uh so name and then she like says the name, and then it's like a address uh, address where he was last seen. Well, I haven't really seen him in twenty years. He's, he's, he's homeless. Like, oh, okay. It's like, well, he can't really be missing if he's not missing from somewhere. But <laughs> nobody's heard or seen seen him. Well, That's... yes, because he's a wandering homeless he's, man. He's a rambling man. You should check the streets. And maybe find somebody who can... Uh, that's where we get that, uh, find somebody who knows the city who can help you out. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, when she goes to the docks. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. She said, like, oh, yeah, they told me I could at the diner I could find you here. Because uh, he's at the docks about to go on. A... Yeah, he's... So Jean-Claude is a sailor. He's a... And his number is up with the union, but he owes back union dues. Yeah, like 230 30 something dollars yeah it's like a very specific amount yeah and uh and she's like well but i'll hire you for a hundred dollars a day and he's like nope sorry i'm getting ready to ship out and they're like your boat leaves at the end of the week but you ain't shipping out unless uh you pay your back dues so he goes over and he's like i'll do it for like 237 dollars and 14 cents yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like or a hundred dollars a day you just do it for like four days he's doing it for two days and maybe a brunch no right <laughs> so yeah they go along and uh there's the conversation about their names because she's like what's your name uh, he's like what's your name nat your uh, parents named you after a bug right <laughs> it's uh, actually short for natasha what's your name chance, chance. why did your parents call you chance my mama took one 
Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, so they go check out the homeless shelter first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they uh, find an old man who's seen her daddy. Knows where right. he hangs oh, out. Oh, they saw his sleeping bag. At, that was after they meet uh, the African American gentleman who goes. Yeah, yeah. Who they go and they go. Oh, have you seen this war vet? And he goes, Oh, I know where all the war vets hang out. And they go down, and then that's when goes. Oh, I think this is stuff over here. And his buddies have apparently been watching it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. It's a little, uh, little rushed, which is okay. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't need to spend a ton of time on this. But it's just it, it is probably one of the more awkward scenes. In the movie, yeah, and then the, so then they're going through his stuff, the mm-hmm. you know, tiger striped uh, sleeping bag, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was like, oh, he was part of the da 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 battalion. Uh, I was the guy. I was one of the guys who supported them. It was like, oh, I seen a guy who got who's got gear like that. They had the tiger striped sleeping bags, and then you see it, and it's got, of course, it's got his name just like spray painted on the side. <laughs> But then they, uh, there was also a suitcase in there, and they open it up, and there's like all these like uh, baby pictures and letters with her, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Natasha and them, and yeah. it's a little sentimental. Like he's been holding on to her oh. for the past twenty years. He just had too much pride to, you know, let her, let her know he was running on hard times. Uh, and then there's strip club ads kind of mixed in, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Chan steps in. And he's like, "Don't worry." The uh, these out to make money on the side, so that's when they go to the the creepy guy who's uh, basically paying them to take the strip club yeah. ads out for like oh yeah here's five bucks make sure you actually hand them out this time don't just throw them away yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then that they come in and ask him a couple questions he's like I don't know I might have seen him around once in a while maybe he'll be back in a couple days I'll let you know and that's when we're introduced to the mummy. Yes, no. uh, you know him as the mummy. Yeah, he's a uh, actor Arnold Vosloo as Pick Van Cleef. Pick Van Cleef. Van Cleef is a hell of a name. Right. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. That's where it is. Yeah, you saw him like the opening scene. He's a uh, part of the bad guys that are hunting. Oh yeah, it's around this time uh, the detective gets a hold of him, and says they found her father. Oh, and... they found his body, and it was badly burned. They matched it to dental records. Yeah, which. Got me thinking, it's been a really long time since I've seen a dentist, and I don't have great teeth. They would never be able to match my dental records. I don't know. You got got a lot of pictures on Facebook and stuff. I'm sure they could do the uh, (laughs) facial recognition stuff. So you'd be like, wait, she's still warm? Yep, feels like her. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Dark? Wow. That got got, like Dorothy Stratton dark. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon? By the way, if you want to know what Dorothy Stratton Dark means, <laughs> search the internet. It's horrible. Don't. Don't Google it. <laughs> Just take Steve's word for it. Uh, oh, that's right. We go back to the creepy old guy, or the creepy guy with the flyers. Yeah. And, uh, Lance Hendrickson and uh, Van Cleef get there and like, yeah. Someone's did been we asking about him. Lance Hendrickson is the head of this manhunting operation. I don't think we did. But okay, Lance Hendrickson is the head of the manhunting operation. It's awesome. Yeah. The best. Oh my god. The best part about it is his whole character, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he, he's a badass. He they have this uh, this hunting ring basically where. <laughs> Uh, just spoiling for the future when you find everything out, but it's like people pay like a half million dollars and yeah. they say they want to hunt man, to hunt a man, and not only a man, but uh, 
someone who's been trained to kill and yes the the uh as we heard in our uh, our clip here they only they they pride themselves in only using combat veterans because they want people you know who are trained in the art of killing and and evasion so that their hunts are the the most extreme indeed um and the guy with, with the flyers uh kind of messed up and uh gave him the wrong guy because they have to be people that have like no families, no connections, blah blah blah. So no one's he didn't know he had a family or a connection. Yeah, so. and so they kind of messed up, and so they take his ear. Yeah, <laughs> um, which leads to a really dumb, dumb scene where he picks up the phone and tries to put it to. Oh his god, yeah, that's right. He like slams it on there. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, but my favorite part about his character. He apparently lives at Oak Alley Plantation. Yeah, the uh, Lance Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. not not fat guy who hands out flyers and oh, hires combat veterans. I, yeah, I, Lance Hendrickson lives on one of the plantations you can do her, <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. I'm assuming Van Cleef lives with him. I'm guessing. He's well, I mean, there's there's so many bedrooms there. I mean, you know, it's his good friend. And yet they well, only use use one. <laughs> <they're> right. <laughs> hey. I'm very, not here to judge. Very well-to-do confirmed bachelor. That's okay. Yeah, I'm not here to judge. We we never see his wife. It's true. By the way, do you remember what his character's name is? No. I didn't either until I looked down. Emile Fouchon. Oh. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. By the way, they they also mentioned that they like travel around every couple of months doing this uh, this manhunting thing like whenever mm-hmm. the whenever the heat, heat gets too hot they but just they move on but they had been in new orleans for a couple of years now yeah so, but it's like so is he renting oak alley plantation like is he on like a well, six no, month he, 12 month lease he owns or something? multiple properties i mean they they go back like oh okay you know it's like oh man because obviously the cops go oh man all the killings have been to new orleans let's stop investigating this cool we'll go back to jersey and do it some more yeah <laughs> go back to detroit or mm-hmm. thailand or wherever yes <laughs> Well, spoiler alert for the second one. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I'll get to that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they start looking through the uh, autopsy files, which, by the way, what, how did Chance get those files? He just took them from the cop, and the cop was like, eh, no big deal. Oh, because the cop got knocked out at one point. The or was lady that... cop? No, that's later. That's later? Oh, okay. no, 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 yeah, this was before... This was actually before the action really yes, starts yes, to pick yes, up. Yes, he but... swipes them when... Because they bring him in. Uh, so they're investigating uh, the, the... When they find the body, it's, like, in a burned-out building. Yeah. Oh, and then right. Chance goes out to go check out the burned-out building, and that's when he finds uh, the second dog tag, because, like, the, yeah, the daughter's right, the given dog his god dog tags. Um, that's how they part of how they identified him. Yeah, Chance a, finds the second dog tag, and it has like an arrow puncture puncture in it. And then he gets jumped by some gangbangers. Yeah, some guys with like a basically one of those long like nooses for like dog catching. Yeah, and then like start beating him with a baseball bat. And then one of my favorite lines in the movie: "Tell your girlfriend to point her titties north and step on the gas." <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so then, and so they beat the shit out of him, and then he gets arrested by the, he gets arrested. the cops, uh, and he swipes it when he's, uh, being, when, because it's like her and like one other cop. Oh yeah, she got, place, she was so. like talking to the girl, like back was turned. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, that makes sense then. And yeah, okay, and this is where we go to Lance Henriksen at Oak Alley Plantation. Yes. He's just playing the piano, doing his little sales pitch, talking about how it's all about honor and... By the way, Lance Hendrickson, hell of a piano player. 
right? right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's, He's like totally playing that piano. Absolutely. Ah, we'll have to ask him about it if we ever uh, By the way, get to interview him. I know, right? By the way, Lance Hendrickson, one of the most, one of the the greatest actors if you just need like an intense facial expression right oh absolutely yeah he's fantastic in yes. everything ever oh, so amazing. <laughs> and he, he only seems to star in great movies whether it's Pumpkinhead right? or Aliens or Terminator yes Hard Target obviously yes he's an amazing <laughs> character actor who's underutilized yeah you um, hear that Lance Hendrickson I'm on your side <laughs> I, I also have written down here turtlenecks in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. That's like the most <laughs> unbelievable part of this entire movie is how many jackets and turtlenecks everyone's wearing. By the way, Jean-Claude's wearing like a leather duster. Yeah. He lives in New Orleans wearing a leather duster. He's dead. Yeah. He died. He is a ghost. <laughs> you know, with all of the denim and all, <laughs> and all that much, gorgeous, man. gorgeous hair. So much <laughs> it's so greasy. Well, see, that's why he's got to wear the duster, because otherwise you'd see the grease stains on his turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, oh, yeah, and then there's Steve, the... when are you going to get a jerry curl? Never! You know you want it. You want a jerry curled mullet to wear to work. Sweetie, I would much rather have an afro than that's a jerry true. curl. That's true. You'd gonna, get a fro. If I'm going to put forth any kind of effort into my hair... You guys... It's going to be picked. If Steve could have a fro, that is all he would wear, uh, top and bottom. <laughs> absolutely. Perfectly curated. <laughs> wow, get that image out of your head, everybody. Uh, no, just savor it. Uh, all right, well, then, <laughs> then there's a scene where Chance meets up with uh, the creepy ad guy who's getting a massage, a massage parlor. Yeah. Was and, it like dan- la- like Lady Teases Dancing Fingers or something yeah. really creepy? <laughs> something really weird like that. And so he's like, he just kind of like steps in and starts rubbing his neck and then starts like choking him and like fucking with his ear or something to like get information out of him. And then we get to the shot where, the point where uh, they need another, they need another candidate because uh-huh. someone wants to pay a half million dollars. Yeah. And it's the African-American gentleman uh, yeah. from the uh, the VA. Who was showing, showing them around and showed them where daddy's uh, rucksacks were and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, Lance... He needs money. He needs his pride back. That's right. He's got a new start. $10,000 and all he has to do is run a couple miles and get to a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, all right, that seems like a, the only way I can get out. Uh, then he gets out there. And they're like, all right, you have a five-minute head start. And I'm like... <laughs> Wait, what? Five-minute head start. That seems... Not too bad, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but then there's a catch. Apparently, you guys will be chasing you in motorcycles the entire time, which right? is like, is that really a head start? <laughs> it's more like, all right, we got five minutes until we just shoot you. <laughs> right. Well, hey, I mean, you can't keep rich guys waiting, honey. Yeah, it's true, it's true. You, I mean, saw what it, you saw what happened in the sequel. Spoiler! <laughs> By the way, Hard Target 2 is streaming on Netflix. We'll it's get to that in a minute. It's fucking though. amazing. Um, okay, okay, so they start chasing him. Yes. And you know, chase on motorcycles, and he goes through, oh, I think, oh, oh, oh. St. Louis uh, Cemetery number one. So it's all Which, the Which, by the way, not full trees. of a ghost tour? Yeah. No. They, they're usually pretty quiet at night. <laughs> they have the nighttime ghost tours. That's when I went. In fact... They're so quiet, if someone were going through there with motorcycles, chasing a guy and firing semi-automatic weapons, I think the houses completely surrounding the cemetery would have something to say. They really downplayed those houses completely (laughs) surrounding that cemetery. And and, I mean, there's gunfire in New Orleans, don't get me wrong, but when it's... 
Orleans isn't really a semi-automatic city. It's more a <laughs> more like a pistol city. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be like eh, somebody's driving their motorcycles through the cemetery. Oh, and I think they got guns too. But but <laughs> the motorcycles really keeping my kids up. <laughs> hey, they're not that used to cemetery's, that. That cemetery's part of my tour. Get the fuck out with your motorcycles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, unfortunately, long story short, he's running, he's running, mm-hmm. and he gets out of the cemetery. He basically gets makes it to Bourbon Street, where there's yeah. like do- dozens, uh, dozens of people. Though there should be thousands at right. any given night. And he gets <laughs> clipped. Yeah, he gets clipped. And so he's bleeding. He's bleeding. He's asking people, help me, help me. And they're like, oh, man, get out of here. He's pounding on car windows. Get out of here, you old drunk. And then he just kind of stands there and accepts it. By the way, my my thing, you know, say you're being chased and you end up in a busy street. Go walk into a pizza parlor. Sit down. Pizza parlor's probably going to call the cops because you're all sweaty and covered in blood. They're not going to shoot you in the middle of the pizza parlor. Too many witnesses. You can spend a night in the pokey for that. Right? <laughs> well, then the cops show up and you go, hey, these guys were trying to assassinate me. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, no, he... But yeah, he basically just gives up and stands there at Bourbon Street. And then, like, several people just started unloading fucking machine guns yes! in the middle of Bourbon Street and hit I... him, hit a bunch of passerby, <laughs> scare everybody off into their respective I... drinking facilities. Doof feel like people would notice that in the yeah. middle of Bourbon Street. It would make the news. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, not all shootings make the news, but the ones on Bourbon Street do. Yeah, right? Yeah. When the cars <laughs> drive through Bourbon Street and hit pedestrians, it, uh, it oh, makes yeah. the news. And yeah, it's at that point where it's like, still no cops? Still no... They're on strike. Security guys? Still no that's, bouncers? <laughs> yeah, that's my thing is like, the p- private security would have totally come in and been like, pay us the cop wages while they're on strike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As at this point, I've written down two million people in New Orleans. Where the fuck are they? <laughs> right? Womp womp. By the way, this movie 100% works in Detroit. So then we get to Randall, the uh, the sleazy guy with the ads. Yes. Uh, the, the flyer he, guy. He knows the jig is up and they're coming to kill him. So he's running off. Mm-hmm. But he gets stopped by uh, uh, Van Cleef. <gasps> Shotgun to the face right in his car. Wow. <laughs> And then, I don't know, 12 seconds later, uh, Chance and Nancy pull up in the blue right? Camaro. Oh, and the detective was with them, too. That's yes. right. Because they were going to arrest him or interrogate him or uh, uh, Randall. And so then they roll up, and there's a shootout. Van Cleef yeah. is firing at him. The, the detective gets hit. Ah! Oh. And Chance is doing firing back and... <laughs> Jumping, he ra- jumping on hood sideways. House kicking slow-mo. bullets. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whipping him with his mullet and just firing him back at him. <laughs> <laughs> Going full pootie tang on that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, By the way, what are we doing, pootie tang? Oh, uh, uh, sweetie, we only do bad movies. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. There's the guy. The guys on motorcycle to pull up, and he like drop kicks them, and I'm like, I'm not sure that's how physics would work for that. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> movie's full oh, yeah. of physics oh my gosh oh that's right okay then they oh no that's right he drop kicks the guy and hops on the motorcycle and yeah. is like chasing him down and then they start firing he's back got the girl on the, he's got the girl, <laughs> got the on, girl the on there motorcycle motorcycle yeah. and she like has to take the wheel and he's like jumps up and starts yeah. shooting or stands up or something and then they get to the bridge where 
They saw the road close sign going so, up to the bridge. So they hit a fork in the road, and one side says construction, the other one says basically like through road. Yeah. They take the construction, they stop, they stand there and contemplate it for way too long, yeah. and then Chance turns the motorcycle around, basically, uh, nobody knows what vaulting is, uh, basically stands on it. Yeah, yeah, but basically riding it like a surfboard, yeah. pulls the gun out, it's firing. Heading head on to a jeep that has like uh, a couple bad guys in it, and then just at the last second jumps. The motorcycle hits the thing, yeah. fucking explosion, forward flip over yeah. it, basically landing on his feet. I think there was like one roll, and then he was back on his. Boots yeah. By and... the way, who whoever the stunt guy was that pulled off that no stunt. <laughs> bravo, yeah. bravo! Because I don't think that was Van Damme. No. I... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's an amazing athlete. He but does a bunch of his own stunts. That particular one yeah. requires a very special set of you, skills. You can't get insurance for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this fucking movie. Oh, it's so awesome. Um, oh. oh, yeah, that's right. And then they uh, have to jump off the bridge onto the train to get away yeah. from the other truck that pulls up. Smash cut to, like, two hours later, they, like... Van Cleef, like, tracks them from, like, I guess they jumped off a another little bridge and yeah. walk through some mud going through the bayou yeah they're in the Excuse bayou me. cause they're going to see Chance's uncle that's right Uncle Duvet <laughs> played by played by Wilfred Brimley yeah with a Cajun accent oh Wilfred Brimley with oh, a Cajun accent actually sorry like full Creole <laughs> oh yeah 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 you're right Chance Chance <laughs> oh he like straight up speaks like French and everything yeah I'm uh, kind of impressed it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that's right. Then they're in the forest, uh, still on the run, and Jean Claude leans Wait, in. Wait, you forget Uncle oh. Uncle Wilfred Brimley gives Chance his old gun, which is really fucking dusty. Like he's been keeping it in a, uh, uh, like in a grain locker. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he like blows out. Like, a little cloud comes off it. No, actually, before that, when they're in the oh, forest, before they meet Uncle Brimley, yes, Jean Claude the greatest scene of this movie starts leaning in the antsy. Close your eyes. Okay. And then he snags a rattlesnake right up from a tree behind her. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And then taps it on the head a little bit, and then punches it. And knocks it And knocks it the fuck out. And then bites the rattle off. <laughs> and then ties the snake to a tree. And setting a and, trap. <laughs> and Yancey obviously is, what are you doing? <laughs> Leaving a present for our friends. <laughs> Right, and then a uh, guy with a gun starts walking by, doesn't hear a rattle to to startle him, just kind of looks up, there's a snake, bite, 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 bite! And, snake like, that has come back to consciousness. Uh, and then he uh, basically just starts immediately swelling up like he's in big trouble in Little China. And, <laughs> and then they have to put him down right there. Lance Hendricks, is it Lance, Lance Hendricks? I think Lance Hendrickson does. Yes, yeah, puts yeah, him yeah. down. Uh, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Yancey and uh, Jean-Claude have come to Uncle Wilfred Brimley's house where <laughs> Uncle... Duvet. Yeah, Uncle Duvet, who uh, who gives Chance his old gun that's, yeah, just like covered in flour. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Chance uh, steals Uncle Duvet's horse and yeah. leads the bad guy straight to Uncle Duvet's house. Pretty much. Uh, By the way, Uncle but, Duvet, does he live in a treehouse? Or uh, like it's, it's, it's no, kind it's, of it's a, ju- it's a raised town. house. No, no, uh, the, the, on the bayou you have to I put them know. up on the stilts like ten to twenty feet. It, the way it's designed and the colors used for the various tarps looks like one of those children's play sets. I mean, it's it's, it's 
I don't think it's still there. Like, obviously, they had it was just a set piece set up to blow up later. Spoiler alert! Spoiler it blows alert, the fuck up. Blow the fuck up. But first, oh, we forgot to uh, mention the real star of this movie. We wish you Jean Claude's hair. And Lance Henriksen. And Lance Henriksen. But who's in uh, Lance Henriksen's basically entourage of badasses? Yeah, so they hi- they bring in a whole bunch of badasses who are each willing to pay, what was it, like 20000 It was yeah. reduced straight because yeah. they were all there. <laughs> it was basically like, everything must go. <laughs> yeah, but there's a man in an amazing floral pint shirt. <laughs> Sven Ol Thorsen as Friend Stefan. Of the- Friend of the podcast. Uh, oh, the dubbed line he has. He has one line and it's dubbed because of his thick Danish accent, which would have worked I, because he's paying to hunt. I mean, but they gave the him like Claude a Van Damme. <laughs> they gave him like the worst Texas accent. It's <laughs> it's a, the equivalent of this house is clear or something like right. that. It's it's I don't if anyone out there has seen the Terminator deleted scene, it's very similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't Google pause the podcast right now. right now, Google Terminator deleted scene. And you are going to be angry they didn't include it in the movie because it might be the greatest scene of the movie that nobody ever saw. <laughs> yeah, so so this team of mercenaries basically surrounds yeah. Uncle Duvet's house. Um, and they start moving in, and they get inside, they check the house, no one's there. But then Uncle Duvet fires his bow and arrow from, I don't know, a couple thousand yards away or something, hits his uh, moonshine still, <laughs> starts that on fire... Uh, with a couple guys next to it, so they're on fire. By the for way, a second, that slow-mo. bow or that arrow misses. Oh, Lance, Lance Hendrickson's right. head by like a millimeter. Like Lance Hendrickson watches it go by, and <laughs> then like watches it hit the steel, the still, and is just like, run. <laughs> it was close, uh, and then that like sets other things on fire, and then there's dynamite in the house, so the yeah. whole house explodes and <laughs> very satisfying. Ah, uh, so awesome. Oh man! And then uh, Uncle Duvet and the girl must—they're—they're uh, they're going for help. They're going to go get the sheriff. Well, Jean Claude's oh. trying to lead the the bad guys away, and they're going to—he's going to lure them to the old Mardi Gras graveyard. That's right. Oh, yeah, the Mardi Gras graveyard, which <laughs> uh, I think is supposed to be in Jefferson Parish or something like that in this movie. Again. I'm assuming two hours away from Uncle Duvet's house. <laughs> right. But, um... Are you sure it was, it's not in, a What's the place across the river? Algiers? Algiers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part <laughs> of Jefferson Parish, yeah. yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, oh, I have written down, call the sheriff. Somebody finally had the idea to call the sheriff. <laughs> right? Let him know everybody's getting blown up. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, that took long enough. Yeah, and then, like, halfway to the police station... Yancey turns around to go chase Jean-Claude. Yeah, yeah, they just runs off, and of course, uh, Uncle Duvet uh, chase after her to help out. He does and... say, I would have gone for, to go get the police, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they get to the Mardi Gras graveyard, and there's all the, the old floats, all kind of dark and falling apart, and pigeons flying all around. And they're like, come on out, uh, Boudreaux. 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 I was thinking, like, Bordeaux? No, no, that's not right. <laughs> Come By on out, Bordello. <laughs> this is where it becomes a John fucking oh, Woo Jesus fucking Christ. film. I didn't know Mardi Gras floats were made out of uh, fucking kerosene <laughs> and fireworks, but that shit's well, amazing. Steve, you decorate floats your way, they decorate, pla- flo- decorate floats their way. Flavel stuff has the best colors. <laughs> Obviously. 
and they're like trying to find him and he's like teasing them back like I'm gonna get you no you're not and then <laughs> and then uh, Chance comes in riding on a pelican float yeah. and starts firing kai, 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 kai. Wait, wait, takes out like where 60 is the horse? horse he rode there on a horse I honestly don't know I I, I also know I, I oh that's right Wilfred Brimley rides off on a horse too as the house is exploding because that's a yeah. wonderful gif so yes <laughs> Yes, that is like the greatest <laughs> gift. Yeah, uh, I assume the horse probably got posted up somewhere along the way. They just let it run free in the bayou yeah, exactly. to be eaten by nutria. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, if you don't know what a nutria is, Google it. Did you Google it? You're horrified, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I remember there's so many front flips over the barrels as they're exploding. Yes. And fireworks. Is, and- oh, and he's just slow Jean-Claude is slowly taking everybody out one by one it's pretty great until just the mummy and Lance Hendrickson is left oh and he takes out Sven Ol Thorson by like unloading five or six shots in his chest and then running up and roundhouse kicking him knocking the cigar out of his mouth that's right he had a cigar in his mouth the whole fucking time yeah forgot to mention that part so badass oh Sven we need to talk to you again (laughs) oh that's right I've written down why are Duvet and the girl there? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Plot convenience. Plot convenience, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's the Tarzan swing. Uh, yeah. Uncle Duvet gets shot in the knee. Oh, there's the back-to-back scene where they're on the wall with uh, yes. Jean-Claude and uh, Van Cleef. It basically face-off four years before face-off. Yes. They do the jump back and fire at each other through the wall and jumping through windows and explosions. and Oh, that's right. There's the explosion next to Lance Henriksen and his coat catches on fire and he just takes it off. He rips it off and he's so fucking angry. Like, he's not angry he's on fire. He's angry at the situation. And it's, and it's one of those things, like, he seems so genuinely pissed. It's like... Is that like a an explosion well, gone wrong or well, something? On, like, <laughs> on a, like on fire a fair amount. Yeah. And he's just like, he's I like, am tired of this fucking shit. And he, yeah. <laughs> like, As he's like taking it off, delivering his lines like a goddamn professional. Uh, you know, but his line is something like, I'm really tired of this fucking shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Basically gets around to it. Everybody's dead except for Lance Henriksen and Jean-Claude. But then Lance Henriksen grabs the girl and is holding her hostage. And he's like, put it down, Boudreaux. Kill your girlfriend here. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then there's the weird scene where he uh, tells her to load him. (laughs) And, like, put the (laughs) shell in his gun. And then then there's the mad rush slow-mo running down Lance Henriksen. Is he going to be able to roundhouse kick him before Lance Henriksen can pull up his shotgun? And, ah, and, 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 and explosions and all that shit. Uh, fuck, this movie is yeah. awesome. <laughs> By the way, this is where Lance Henriksen starts, like, really taunting Jean-Claude and is just like, you can't kill me, you're already dead. Like, it's pretty great. And right. then he grabs, like, the flaming, like, two-by-six board and starts yeah. hitting people with it. Yeah. and. And it's also this time we found out Jean-Claude has had a grenade with the pin pulled in his hand for like the last five minutes. Oh, um, so, because we skipped over the mummy stuff. Uh, yeah, scene. yeah, Van Cleef. So yeah, yeah. Van Cleef ha- uh, had had grenades and he was about to throw one right before Jean-Claude took him out. 
so Jean Claude took the one he was about to uh, to about to throw and has been holding it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he gets uh, he gets Fushan cornered and basically drops it down his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and then knocks him over. So. And then there's the scene where he's like like stro- like grabbing it, uh, pulls it out, unscrewing the pin, pulls yeah. it like. Pulls it out. Pulls it out. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. And it starts sparking. He's like, what? what? Oh. Oh, shit. Boom. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking fantastic. Oh, somewhere in here, too, Uncle Duvet gets shot in the leg oh, that's and right. in the chest. That's right. But he's okay because he had his lucky flask with him. He did. Oh, and it's great because he's like, oh, I'm hurt bad. And they're like, you okay? And he goes, this is a tragedy. It's a real tragedy. And he pulls out the flask. He goes, disaster. Just a disaster. <laughs> I did uh, like that. Then we cue the uh, CCR music. Roll <laughs> credits. Boat on the bayou. <laughs> Boat on uh, the bayou. Ladies and gentlemen, hard target. Oh, this movie is so good. Sweetie, what did we learn from hard target? Uh, Wilfred, Wilfred Brimley's a fucking badass. Absolutely, as is Sven Olporsen. <laughs> <laughs> I learned uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's makeup was done by Zoltan. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we paused the credits. Uh, I also learned uh, several important pricing tips of 1993. Mm-hmm. It'll cost a half million dollars to hunt somebody down. Mm-hmm. That's Ten- that's like Kickstarter fundable. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but it only costs a hundred dollars a day to hire somebody to show you around the city and investigate a missing person. That, well, to be fair, Jean Claude's homeless. I mean, if she was hiring like. Rockford, it'd be a lot more. Yeah, at least $200 a day plus expenses. Yeah, I'm sure he <laughs> raised his rates between 1972 yeah, and 1993. Yeah, about 20 years of inflation, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, I learned uh, Lance Hendrickson can afford to live in a uh, national monument. Right? <laughs> there must be some really good money in that uh, human trafficking and well, yeah, I mean, hunting business. It's a full-time job, and he gets a half a million ahead. Absolutely. Honey, uh, how many homeless people are in New Orleans? Oh, enough. Yeah. Yeah, you can make quite the living hunting them. Uh, such a fantastic movie. Uh, also, I learned Jean-Claude Van Damme is Cajun. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme! Jean-Claude Van Damme! Jean-Claude Van Damme! Alright, we're going to take a quick little break, uh, share some other wonderful podcasts and uh, products with you. When we come back, fun facts, more drinking... And special surprises. And we're going to recast this movie in a reboot. That's part of the surprise. (laughs) When we come back. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. (laughs) 
ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a thing to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie up, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders. Yeah. But I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> Come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we? Inter- I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried. (laughs) Oh man, honey, those might have been the best ads that have ever added. We just keep getting better every week. I don't know how we do it, Mm. but kudos to everyone who sponsors us. (laughs) Sweetie? I'm a little parched for the second part. You got a little something we can drink? Oh, I think we do. What Ooh. do you got there? Got a little special selection from Lagunitas Brewing. Mm-hmm. Brown sugar. Brown sugar. Got it. Tastes so good. Uh, 10%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a beer with a shit ton of actual brown sugar, even mm-hmm. though it's called brown sugar. Uh, S-H-U-G-G-A. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, they it takes them uh, forever to ferment it, which is actually how Lagunita Sucks was born. But to know more about that story, go to our Patreon page. No, actually, that's not up there. Uh, take the Lagunitas tour. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, Petaluma? Yeah, Petaluma, yes, California. Yes, Petaluma. Oh, and also now in Chago. Uh, Chago. Chicago, Illinois. Oh, yeah, that's right, because I got bought by Heineken? I think it was Heineken. Maybe it was Heineken. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> so I popped the top. My top. And the pour. That is a high fill beer. Indeed. 
Yeah, Ooh. a nice light brown color. Deceptively uh, clear. Indeed. Got a nice, uh, very, like, just sand-colored head. Yeah. Nice and foamy. Steve's going to go in for the taste. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, nice, uh, sweet aroma. Yeah, very malt-forward aroma. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very nice. It's, um, it's like caramel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like caramel yeah, molasses caramel. notes and just... Yeah, uh, does not taste like 10%. Very no, malt forward. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, like it It actually has very much like a uh, like a malty pale ale flavor to it. Yeah, that's a delightful beer. I drink that all goddamn day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lagunitas, brown sugar. Brown sugar. Who's ready for some fun facts? Fun facts are super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. All right. <clears throat> First fun fact. I think you'll love this. Kurt Russell was originally sought for the role. What? But they couldn't wait two years for him to film it. So then the studio then went with Jean-Claude Van Damme, who met with John Woo when he was filming Double Impact in Hong Kong. Yeah. See, everything's better thanks to Double Impact. <laughs> uh, Universal was afraid that John Woo's limited English would be a problem on set, so they hired Sam Raimi to oversee the entire shoot and replace Woo if, uh, if needs be. So yeah, yes, I wow. saw Sam Raimi was like a producer or something on this, but that uh, that would yeah. have been interessante. Indeed, uh, Chuck Ferrer uh, had this story take place in New Orleans to give an explanation of uh, for Jean Claude Van Damme's accent. <laughs> uh, he, he's the writer of the movie. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. Uh, he also has a cameo as oh. Douglas Bender. Ooh, is that the dad? That's the dad. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> In John Woo's original cut, there was a love scene between Chance and Nat. Of course, there was. Right? Well, there, I remember that one scene I like mentioned, like she's kind of like walked up on him and pecked him on the cheek, kind of randomly, and I'm like, "Sweet, did they fuck or something?" <laughs> I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, well, part. and at the end of the movie, it's kind of like, "Oh, they're in love now." Okay. Yeah, as well as an extended shootout in the factory towards the end of the film. That's right. There was even more shooting and blowing oh, shit up in the God, factory. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> I want to see the extended version of this film. Uh, oh yes, unfortunately, Sven Olthorsen's only line as Stefan, "This place is clean." He just left, was dubbed to cover his thick Danish accent. Truly unfortunate. Oh, it would have been better if it was in da- if he was doing it Danish, because then it's like they really gathered people from all over. By the way, couldn't have heard his voice over that shirt anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sorry, I can't hear you over your clothing. <laughs> I can't hear you. I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie, any idea what the body count was for this movie? What is the body count for this movie? 34. Nice. If you include the snake. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, does the snake die? Oh, yeah. Yeah, after it uh, bites them a bunch of times. Yeah, they they, like shoot it a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Honey, the real important fact what was the splits count for this movie? Unfortunately, there were zero splits in this movie. What? I know, I know, Wait, I know. I'm I'm disappointed as well. Is this the only Jean-Claude Van Damme movie with no splits? Well, we'll see. We got a couple more going on, but uh yeah, as he got in his older years, there were there were less and less splits. <sighs> so I know. disappointing. I know. So we're only up to what, like 137 for the month thus like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a dozen or so from like three other movies, you know. We'll, we'll have a final count at the end of the month. Indeed, indeed. That's coming up next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, as we teased earlier, uh, well, 
So a couple years ago, they did make Hard Target Two. Yes, they uh, did. Which is currently streaming on Netflix so and stars Scott Atkins so and uh, uh, the guy from Prison Break. What's his name? The 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 dude from Prison Break. Yeah, the the, yeah. the evil get looking guy. The uh, dude from Prison Break. You know. Yeah. Uh, check it out. It's set in Thailand. It's pretty good. It's pr- I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. There are elephants! There are elephants as well. It is in Thailand, so <laughs> contractually there has to be elephants involved. Uh, but yeah, a lot of good uh, martial arts action and just yeah. beautiful setting there in Thailand. And mm-hmm. definitely recommend it. However, if we were to recast this movie, <laughs> Hard Target, today, yes. a scant 24 years later, well, 25 I guess now. Wow, 20. Right, well, How would first, you do it, sweetie? <laughs> so first off, we have to go a little meta on it. The dad who she's looking for is Jean-Claude. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. He's the, he's the first guy hunted and killed for sport that we see on screen. I can see that. I'm also thinking uh, the uh, the African-American gentleman uh, who's the, uh, the ex-Vietnam the vet. vet. Yeah. I'm thinking Wesley Snipes. Oh, Wesley Snipes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But, but that's such a small role. Ooh, or maybe that's the twist. He really does fight back, and <laughs> they find out he's passenger 57. Oh, and, no. and you think it's about this other character, Chance Boudreau, but nope, it's about Wesley. <laughs> no, no, see, this is the thing. I'm thinking we have big stars play little roles just like to like get the names up on the poster. Oh, there we go. Because I am thinking friend of the podcast is going to have to be the uh, the top guy, Ale Moosey. Ale Moosey would be great. Yeah, He's I, got a little bit of an accent. I'm pretty sure we can get him to pull off Cajun. Oh, absolutely. <gasps> Ooh, or we set it in like Montreal. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Deep in the Ottawa underground. <laughs> <laughs> yes! One man must fight those evil Canadian hunting bastards. <laughs> Hey, I'm really willing to pay you half a oh. million dollars to hunt a man, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the evil uh, mastermind behind it all, Paul Gross from Dusal. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, and I got it. His uh, his uh, second command, Rick Moranis. Hey! <laughs> and, it, and, of course, who's lining up and paying a half million dollars to uh, hunt these people? Dan Aykroyd, Jim Carrey, yes. Wayne Gretzky. Yes! <laughs> Yes! <laughs> oh my god, what's their prime minister's name? Justin... Trudeau? Trudeau. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Boudreaux? Wait a minute. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Actually, the first time we were talking about doing this in New Orleans, we were thinking it would be really funny to have oh. the guys who uh, were hunting be like... Uh, Nicholas Cage and Wesley Snipes. Like and... actors who have been known to have like financial trouble and just like kind of hinting at this is why they never have any money. <laughs> no, no, I swear my manager took all my money. <laughs> what's uh, what's with the eight heads on the wall, Mr. Cage? No more questions. <laughs> Mr. Cage, your last check bounce. Come on, man. I just got one more hunt. <laughs> one, one more, more fix, hunt. Man, don't get like a, like a tenth hunt free or something. <laughs> for you. You know I'm good for it. Fre- frequent buyer program. <laughs> you know I'm good for it. I got six more movies coming out next year, straight to DVD. <laughs> Come on, three of them are sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> Netflix has credit. <laughs> Just charge it to them. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea. I also love the idea we were talking about if it was set in New Orleans that the, uh, um, oh my God, Fushan and Van Cleef yeah. would be played by Christoph Baltz and Michael Fassbender. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that would be amazing. I am, I am all about that idea. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. You know what? We have the first one and a sequel to it. 
That's true. When, when New Orleans catches on, because now it's they're trying to make themselves, you know, more like a second Vegas, they got to move up to Canada because nobody suspects the Canadians. Nobody suspects the Canadians. <laughs> uh, Ooh. We, we have to make this work. No, we've got it backwards. They do the hunting in Canada and then ship the bodies to New Orleans. New Orleans <laughs> has a whole bunch of uh, unidentified dead people anyway. Who's, you know... Are Who's there? even going to think to run prints on this homeless guy? Who's actually Canadian? Oh, they can tell from the fingerprints, though, because they have the maple leaf pattern. <laughs> oh, that's right. Instead of a swirl. <laughs> <laughs> instead, of a, instead of a swirl or a loop or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't blood. Wait a minute. It's maple syrup. <laughs> this man's from Manitoba. How can you tell? Do you see the moose-like structure? It is... <laughs> Well, I Shout out to all of our Canadian listeners out there, <laughs> both of you. I did a talk screen. There were no drugs or alcohol in his system, but his blood sugar <laughs> levels were off the charts. Sweet baby maple. <laughs> <laughs> Mother of God. <laughs> yep, it's uncut. <laughs> it's uncut. <laughs> I think we just turned this into a, drug, a, a maple syrup drug smuggling ring. <laughs> Steve, I have an idea for a movie. <laughs> Uh, that may be like Super Troopers too. So let's wait until 420 <laughs> to find out. Uh, so yeah, hard target. Hard target. This Love movie this is movie. amazing. You can find it anywhere. Get no, the what? uncut version. Don't go with the TV version. Yeah, you, you want even it, though you're you, you want it scene. pure, not cut. <laughs> you want, uncut. You want pure sweet baby maple praline. But yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, this you know, I dare say, near perfect movie. Yeah, it's it's exactly what it is. It's action. If you want to see Jean Claude being Cajun and punching snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I I, mean, I, I I am gonna go throw it out there. You guys find me a better movie where Jean Claude is Cajun and punches a snake. I'd throw that out there for the listeners. Alright, hit us up on <laughs> on Twitter at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from <laughs> movies. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify, probably by the time this thing airs. We're on the Twitter. Um, we're on iTunes. And as we uh, alluded to a little earlier, we have a very special episode coming up this Friday where we, yeah, uh, we do. get to interview Elaine Moosey, star of Kickboxer Retaliation, coming Dear out this Friday. Dear friend of the podcast. Dear, Dear friend, friend of the podcast. And co-stars, of course, with Jean-Claude Van Damme in that movie. By the way, I'll say it right now. Kickboxer Vengeance, the movie that came out two years ago, he's the star of. Awesome. Fucking check it out. It's him, it's Dave Bautista, it's Jean Claude. Coconut. <laughs> There's it's... a dance scene that will make you cry. Don't spoil it. Stick around for the credits. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, please. Uh, but until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah.